This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Are you an ally to the LGBTQ plus community? Would you like to be a better one? This episode's for you. My name is Alex, I use they, them pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. And, like I said before, in this week's episode, this is for the allies. What you can do to be a better one to the LGBTQ plus community. So, listen up, bucko. (laughs) I'm going to do my best to make this as clear as possible. And I want you to know that this is not all easy work. Some of it takes doing your own research and it's there's a lot of important things to know in here, but these are ways you can be better in helping our community out wherever you are, not just in the presence of queer people. So here we go. So I've split this into one, two, three, four, five categories. The first one is safety. So these are things that you absolutely must ensure that you do or do not do to ensure the safety of queer people in our world, in our community. Because we don't always have the luxury of being completely accepted wherever we are. It's great that you are doing your best to be an ally to the community, but there is not that everywhere. We do still face a lot of violence because of who we are. So just keep that in mind. So the first one is something you should absolutely never do and this is outing someone so if you haven't heard of this this is the basically the process of uh so you know coming out is you know showing the world who you are but outing someone is making them forcibly come out without their permission or necessarily knowledge so telling people that the person themselves may not be ready to tell Um, and sharing their identity with people who they might not want to know. (laughs) So this is absolutely never okay because there are so, so many reasons why someone may keep their identity or sexuality to themselves and not share it with some people. This can be for safety reasons, so they don't get violently hurt or anything, and they could just not be comfortable in that situation. And there, there are just so many reasons. So don't, don't do it. <laughs> so some ways to avoid doing this is firstly, ask them if there are spaces they aren't out in. Some people may be out in certain spaces, but not in others. So ask what name and pronouns to use in whichever space. If you're in a new space with them, just make sure to have a conversation before this about how out they are in certain situations, just so you don't accidentally out them. And let the individual take the lead with how they express themselves in this space or in any space because, you know, you you may not be sure. So just let them take the lead um, and introduce themselves however they see fit for them. So don't correct them um, (laughs) uh, on anything 
if they're saying it different to how they do in a different space. And be prepared to switch between names and pronouns in spaces. So if they aren't out in certain spaces, you have to make sure that you use the name and pronouns that maybe their dead name and pronouns. You have to be prepared to switch between that so that you don't out them. <laughs> and you can also ask them if there are ways you can avoid accidentally outing them, whether that's with, you know, subtly gendered language, um, whether that's about a partner or um, about their own identity. So, you know, like you're saying, oh, you guys, like it may not seem gendered, but it can be raising red flags for some people, like using gendered language for a partner they have maybe not the best. So in that situation, you could try using neutral language for that, um, like partner um, or just, you know, avoid using gender terms in general for them and just refer to them by, like, name or something. Um, but this changes by person, so make sure to ask them how you can best support them to not out them. And just another point in this safety one, um, if you're not sure about someone's pronouns and you want to ask them, ask them in a private setting. So out of the way of groups and things like that, um, so you don't run the risk of outing them because, um, you know, they may be stealth, so uh, may have transitioned and pass as their uh, gender that they feel they are, that they identify with, um, but they may be stealth. And so, you know, it, it may be dangerous for you to ask about pronouns if you can quote-unquote tell if they're trans or not. So just... Just make sure that you ask in a private setting so they have the space to not be outed from that. All right, so moving on to the respect section. Uh, there's quite a few things under here. Um, I mean, there's quite a few things in general, but first of all, it is great that you have questions and that you want to learn more about being an ally and about our community, but just make sure that you're being respectful when asking queer people questions about themselves and their identity and the community in general. It can be incredibly exhausting to having to educate people on yourself and your identity and your community so much of the time and having to be a spokesperson for your community, especially if there's not many other queer people in that space they can be seen as the spokesperson and that can be extremely exhausting. So be prepared for them to not want to answer you as well and be prepared to do your own research too. Don't assume someone's pronouns based on their physical appearance. So we are socialized to believe that certain types of clothing uh, distinguish certain genders and this is not necessarily the case. It may be because some people want to pass as or present as a way that makes them feel more comfortable and that is compliant with the gender binary. However, it is not always an indicator of someone's gender identity. So don't assume their pronouns or words they like to be used for them based on this um, and ask their pronouns if it's safe to do so and they feel comfortable doing so. Another important thing is don't ask people to explain their gender or sexuality to you. 
this can be incredibly draining, like I said before, um, and it can be an incredibly personal experience and they may not be in the mindset to talk about it at that time. If you're friends with the person, you can probably ask them some questions, but ask them for consent to talk about it beforehand, you know? Like, ask, hey, can I ask a question about this? No pressure if you don't want to. Or ask them about what terms they can use so you can do your own background research on it. Really important, but also related uh, to the last point, is don't ask intimate questions. So, so often... People who exist outside the gender binary are asked really invasive questions um, about their bodies and about how they do certain things. And, you know, people of different sexualities are asked how you have sex and things like that. Um, People outside the gender binary are asked, you know, what genitals they have and what surgeries they plan on getting. Um, And, you know, their birth name, which is just something that is not necessary for everyone to know and it is personal information of the person they have every right to keep it personal so just make sure you're being respectful when asking questions and make sure you have that relationship with the person where you can ask those questions this is not a blanket statement but it's a general rule Um, especially if it's someone you don't know well don't ask invasive questions, you know, like it's, you, you wouldn't ask a woman you just met about a miscarriage she may have had, right? Like that's really personal and invasive. Um, so make sure you're treating trans and non-binary people as regular people because that's what we are. <laughs> and an important thing is if someone changes their name or pronouns or label, don't question it. You can ask them about it and what it means to them if they're in the right place for that, but you must do your best to remember it. And when you forget it, if you slip up with name or pronouns, do not make it about you. This is a mistake a lot of allies make on accident, and it's understandable, but when you slip up with someone's name or pronouns, don't apologize profusely and make a big deal out of it because this is this can be incredibly embarrassing for the person whose name and pronouns you have messed up with or label identity it can draw attention to it and it can just be not a good time for them and uh, it makes the situation about you rather than about them and their identity and these things are about them um And even if they change their name and pronouns a bunch of times, you must still do your best to respect this and remember these. When you are corrected for name and pronouns, don't have a big show of apologizing. Just say thank you and carry on. Thank people instead of apologizing. Or if you do want to apologize, say, my bad. And then insert correct name, pronoun, label. This makes it a good experience when people correct you and it makes it something that you present as welcome. So it it makes it a welcome thing for you, which is, you know, it, it should be, you know, it's, you want to be getting these things right. So thank people when they correct you. And if someone uses multiple pronouns, um, you can ask them how they would want these pronouns to be used, whether they would want them to be used interchangeably within sentences 
or uh, whether they want one used more than the other. So if someone uses she, they pronouns, you can ask whether they want one pronoun to be used more or just both equally and interchangeably, um, or even if it might change per day, just keep in touch with people and um, ask them how you can best accommodate them. Um, and the last one on the respect section is that we are all different. We are a vast array of people, and because of that, we don't all think the same about certain things. So getting someone to be a spokesperson for the whole community just doesn't work because it is one experience out of thousands, millions of people who have a bunch of different experiences and they are all different based on socialization, race and ethnicity and a bunch of other cultural differences. Um, so we are not a monolith, you know, do your best to listen to a bunch of diverse voices um, so you can get a wide array of perspectives. For the language section, um, we have a little flowchart from endinghiv.org.nz about whether you, yes you, can say the word queer. So it has a lot of negative history around it, but it has been reclaimed by parts of the community. So can you say queer? First one is, are you talking about your own identity? If it's yes, then yeah, go for it. If it's no, the next question is, are you being an asshole? If yes, don't say it. If not, does the person you're talking about identify as queer? If not, don't use it. If you're unsure, find out. Ask them about it. And if yes, yeah, go for it. So this is, it's not a monolith. Um, just make sure you are doing it respectfully. Um, and... You know, if you're unsure you, you, to use it for the whole community, you can say the LGBTQ plus community or the rainbow community, as is common in a lot of places. Another part of the language section is make sure you try and use gender neutral language, using words that define the relationship rather than the relationship and gender. So using things such as partner when you're talking about a partner. Um, so it makes it easier for queer people to say partner as well and not be immediately identified as being like, hmm, something's queer about this. Um, and, you know, when you're addressing big groups of people, say folks or everyone or esteemed guests instead of ladies and gentlemen. Um, and there's just a bunch of simple word um, substitutions you can use um, that make your language just a, a lot more gender neutral. For example, please, please, for the love of God, stop saying he slash she or his slash her. Just use singular they. It's so much nicer to look at and so much more inclusive. Please just use singular they. <laughs> I'm begging you. And for pronouns, if you're unsure of someone's pronouns, you are generally safe to use they-them pronouns until told otherwise. So if you ask them and they don't use they-them pronouns, make sure you use the pronouns that they prefer. But you are generally safe to use they-them pronouns of someone if you do not know how they identify. So just keep that in mind if you're unsure. And also make sure to familiarize yourself with neo-pronouns. Um, these are pronouns that are not he, she, and they. And I'm going to do a whole episode about that. But just 
be aware that they exist um, and some people may not just use he, she or they. This next section is quite a chunky one. This one is making yourself a safe space. Um, And the first point we have already sort of talked about before, but remember to thank people when they correct you on name or pronouns or misuse of language. Um, This is really important in making yourself a safe space and it makes the people around you, especially queer people, be like, okay, I I can be around this person and be safe. And again, don't make forgetting these things about you because it is about the person who has been misgendered, misnamed or mislanguaged. Um, Just say thank you and move on. One really simple way to show that you're a safe space is to introduce yourself with your pronouns, um, especially if you're cis. So, and it's important to be doing this all of the time, not just when you think there are trans people in the room. Make it habit. When you're meeting someone, say, hi, my name is this, and these are my pronouns. Um, Because then it just becomes part of natural vocabulary, and it makes it just so much easier for people to be able to express themselves. And this also goes with putting it in your email signature or in your bio on social media. It signals to queer people that you will respect them and promotes a safe space to talk about pronouns and gender. And it's an easy way to let people know you're an ally. And it normalizes use of correct pronouns and normalizes the use of having pronouns because a lot of cis people don't realize that they have pronouns. Everyone does, unless you like choose to have name self pronouns. But like even then, that's kind of a pronoun. Next one is... Don't assume that just because you've done all this work that queer people will feel comfortable talking to you about their sexuality or identity. This is a huge part of who we are and it's important to recognise that just because you have done all this work to make yourself a safe space, it doesn't necessarily automatically entitle you to information about queer people. Do your research on microaggressions, small things that people may do that actually are incredibly harmful to our community and make sure you don't do them just please (laughs) please don't microaggress us or aggress in full as well and make sure you do your own research on the differences between sex gender and expression as well as the differences between romantic and sexual orientation so i've sort of talked about that before in my arrow ace episode um and you know throughout but make sure you do some research on this um i'd suggest looking at the gender unicorn um have a look at that and just look at some about a bunch of different queer people there's so many resources out there our last section is anti-queer phobia and advocating so the first one is working on your internalized biases so it's really important to reflect on how the cis-heteropatriarchy affects how you see yourself and the roles you play in the world, as well as how you see other people, and unlearning all the bias from that and bias against queer people. It is really important to do. It's one of the first steps. If you're unsure where to start with this, I would suggest checking out the episode I did called The Cis Perspective. Um, And I did this with my mum, who is cis, um, and it has a bunch of questions in it that gets you to think about your gender and the ways that society has impacted that. Um, So it's a really good place to start if you don't know where to start. So go check that out for a place to start. 
Make sure you diversify what you're looking at. So the media you consume, so the art and the education, and just just make sure you're you're looking at stuff by queer people too. So you can get a bunch of different experiences from this as well, especially from a bunch of different content creators who I've <laughs> I've mentioned ample of them before. So check out the creator spotlights of each episode to find more queer people and find more queer experiences. Next point is listen to our experiences. This is one of the most important things you can do. So this comes along with the diversifying what you look at thing, but just listen and don't speak over our voices. When we complain about something, when we say something isn't right, listen to us. Don't assume you know what's best for us. Listen to how you can best do better for our community and actively listen and learn more about our communities and the history of how we've been oppressed. Make sure you know where we've come from and where we still are today. And there are a lot of countries that still don't like us quite a lot. So, you know, homophobia ain't over. Um, So make sure you know this and you've done your research for that. And make yourself aware of the meanings of things and correct terminology. It's really important that you show that you've got the correct terminology down and that you don't accidentally slip up with things like saying transsexual. Um, Generally accepted term is transgender, so make sure you ask someone um, before saying transsexual, um, just because it's... There's a lot of things within our community that have previously been used but are really archaic nowadays, so just make sure you're aware of that. And that includes things like saying cisgender not cisgendered with a D on the end, because that's just incorrect. So do your research around this. Most of the section is just do your research. And there is so much out there. There's so many wonderful people who have created so many wonderful resources for you to look at. So go and search them out. And lastly, advocate for our rights. Shut down homophobia and transphobia you see and hear around you, especially in your friend groups and close relationships. It is so important to do this work because we may not be able to stand up for ourselves and we need allies like you to be able to do this work, to be able to shut it down where we see it and where we're not. Because some people think it's okay when we're not in the room and it's not. So you need to do your part to shut it down where you can. Another part of advocacy is correcting people and yourself when you get pronouns wrong, especially when the person isn't there. Make sure you're getting it right always, not just when the person's around. And correcting other people too, so they can get it right always. Advocate for queer sex ed in schools. It is still not covered nearly in enough detail in so many schools, and it is such an important part of keeping our young people safe and keeping people safe that grow up into adults. You know, this is so important. And, you know, advocating for anti-bullying policies that are inclusive and inclusivity policies in general in your workplace, at your university, wherever you study, ask if there are inclusivity policies. And if there aren't, ask why. Make sure there is space for queer people and it's going to be a safe one. And lastly, the most important thing you can do right now to support queer people is to submit your comment supporting the bill that is going to ban conversion therapy in New Zealand. 
It is open till September the 8th. So act now and show your support for this bill. It needs to be passed. Conversion therapy is child abuse. It is abuse shrouded by religion that attempts to change the gender identity expression or sexuality of a child by punishing them for something they cannot control. This needs to be banned. Submit now. This is the number one thing you can do right now to be an ally to our community. This is a historical moment. And this is where you can show your colours. Please submit now on this bill. For this week's Creator Spotlight, I am spotlighting one of my wonderful friend's art and poetry pages on Instagram at mixdawsonart, M-X dot D-A-W-S-O-N dot art. And this has been around for about a year and it has their wonderful art and poetry on it and they are such a lovely, creative and wonderful person based right here in Aotearoa, so check them out. They're pretty cool. And experience another wonderful queer voice. That is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope it has been a useful learning experience for our wonderful allies. And if you're a queer and listening to this, hit me up if you think I missed anything at stride.with.pride on Instagram. And if you would like to have a conversation about anything that I've mentioned or you want to ask how you specifically can do better, especially as a parent um, or things like that, there are still so many other ways um so if you would like more on that please do let me know and i can make another episode about that but for now we have reached the end of this week's episode i hope you've enjoyed and i hope you have had a fantastic day afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this and i hope you continue to have a wonderful day afternoon or evening whenever you are listening to this remember that you are wonderful you're amazing and you are loved so dearly and deeply And you deserve to have a wonderful day, afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this. Don't forget to spread your joy, and I will see you next time. Bye. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.